Are you holding off on training your loan partners, your loan assistants, your team members and support staff on how to wow your clients? Are they getting that kind of training from you? You probably plan on training them if you get a few extra hours, but when does that happen realistically? And meanwhile, your team is doing the best they can with the information that they have. But you know, this kind of training really doesn't exist anywhere else. When you do the training, that means you're not as responsive as you want to be with your clients and you're not hitting your closing and income goals as a loan officer. So how much is it costing you to not have a team that's properly trained how to wow clients and referral partners so that they only want to work with you because of the great experience that they're getting? We teach them how to use efficient step-by-step processes and systems that work how to follow up so nothing falls through the cracks and loans close on time and even early, how to build wonderful relationships with clients, how to wow people so they go, man, that was an amazing experience. The members of his or her team are amazing. They're so on it. How to use scripts and dialogues for winning clients, setting expectations and communicating with clients so that you can prevent problems down the road how to handle difficult clients, how to make clients feel appreciated and valued, and how to handle and overcome objections. It might be time to ask for some help. That's why we're here. Loan Team Training has our next live WOW training coming up. We train your team for you so you can focus on closing loans. Check it out at LoanTeamTraining.com for our next class and see how many five-star reviews we have from past WOW training participants and their loan officers who sent them at LoanTeamTrainingReviews.com. Remember, it's an interactive virtual training with live trainers, and we train any of your support staff that is communicating with clients and referral partners. Our sessions are 9 to 11.30 Pacific time. Check us out and sign your loan partner or team member up at LoanTeamTraining.com. And welcome to the Loan Officer Team Training Podcast. I'm your host, Irene Duford, and I am super excited to have Allison Rixner here with me. She is amazing. She is a friend. She is a, a person that I look up to, that we get to share lots of ideas back and forth. We, we do lots of masterminding together, and she is an amazing person that I wanted to introduce her to everybody And so, Allison, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Irene. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Thank you so much. Yeah, let's tell everyone how we met. You want to tell the story or do you want me to tell the story? (laughs) Why don't you start and I can fill in. Okay, so many years ago, I was at a Freedom Club event and I met this amazing young man. His name is Oliver Orlicky, and he was coming to one of our events for the Freedom Club. He decided to join the Freedom Club and I got the honor of being his first coach. And he is an amazing originator. At the time, he was living in New York City in Manhattan and doing all of his business in Florida. And he was one of the first ones that showed everyone that you could be in one city in one state, completely different from another state and be doing business there because he started his business in Florida, right? 
He was he originally from Florida. And then tell us the story about how he decided, you decided, the two of you decided you wanted to live in Manhattan and still do your business in Florida. So let's talk about that. Yes. He really, he was a pioneer for sure before COVID and before everybody kind of went remote. Uh, he's been doing it since 2010. So that's when we moved to New York City. And it was always my dream to live here. My family's close by. And I, my career kind of, I needed to pivot and it was time to do something different. And he selfishly sacrificed <laughs> and moved <laughs> to New York City for me. And everybody said we were crazy. And usually when someone says you're crazy, you should do it. I've learned that. It's taken me a long time to learn that. Yes. And here we are. It's been, it's been a wild ride, but it's been great. So he still... And now I've joined him in the business, which we'll talk about, but he still does the remote thing. We still do the remote thing. So, yeah, but now you, you still do the remote thing and it, it's been a great partnership together. So I got to meet you after I was his coach and then he introduced me to you and I was, you know, I just was so clear that you guys needed to work together. And so was he, but yeah. We weren't sure how that was all going to happen, but I still remember being in Denver at one of our Freedom Club events and sitting down with the two of you. I think we were at Chipotle. <laughs> we were at Chipotle. I love that you remember that. <laughs> For lunch, we were yes. sitting there and kind of mapping what it could look like. And it still hadn't happened yet. It still took a few years after that, didn't it? Absolutely. To finally happen. Absolutely. You planted a seed and I, I'm forever grateful for you because if um, I wouldn't have gone to that event, both you and Carl had said, you guys need to work together. Yes. And I thought, oh God, there's no way I'm going to do that. And then I went to lunch with you and I was like, it's pretty convincing. I don't know. I need to think <laughs> about this. <laughs> and like I said, it still took a little while, but it, it the seed was planted. You started making plans and then little by little it happened. And it's been a great partnership. You have skills and abilities and gifts that are different from Oliver's skills, abilities, and diff and gifts. And you came together and created this amazing partnership. I'm so proud of you both. You've done such a great job. And and just it's been an honor to to be his coach, to be, you know, to coach with you together that way. And then also just being able to work with you separately, just on our own stuff, you know, just a, like a life coach. And uh, I'm not crazy about the term life coach, but you know, maybe just a, a success coach. That's what I like to, to call it, Absolutely. but it is life, right? It and is it's life. true. And it was true mentorship. I think you having worked with your husband and now your family for so long and having been in the mortgage business, I was able, and I want to say thank you. you know, I, again, I've told you many times, but I was able to walk into this with a true partner in you to, to be there, to help me through the pieces of, oh my gosh, I'm about to leave my career and I'm going to start this company with my husband. I'm going to jump into his world and I had you by my side. So I'm forever grateful. And Aww. anyone that gets to work with you is so lucky. And Oh, thank yeah. you. You're so sweet. But it's been an honor. It's been a joy. Really, it has been to, to see you walk through the steps and and be able to share ideas and come up with plans and it's just been really fun to to watch your growth. And uh, it was fun when I got to come to New York City and even met with you guys for a little while. I happened to be there with my daughter when she lived in Philadelphia and 
we came to see some plays and we were able to come see you. So you got to meet her and it's just been fun, fun to see you over the years and just, just enjoy being together. So what I love for those listening, what I love about Allison, one of the many things that I love about Allison is how open she is. So Allison, you're super open, you're open, you're spiritual, you're always growing personally, you're always finding ways to grow personally, you're always following your gut, which always takes you to good places, if you listen, right, when you listen, which you always do. (laughs) Now I do. (laughs) Yeah, and I just love that you're always growing and people need to have that type of growth in their lives. They need to, I, I think that when people grow personally, they grow professionally. And when they grow professionally, they grow personally. And so it's all one big realm of growth. And so you can never grow in one area without growing in another area. And I don't mean areas, I mean in your whole life. So talk to us a little bit about that and how you feel about growth, personal growth and business growth. Yeah. And that's great. I love when you and I started talking about the idea for our our topic today that it isn't one-sided. And I think there's so much in life where people are like, okay, I have to completely separate work and like regular life or whatever people call that. But it really is one and the same because when you make a core change or you take a transformational step or you choose to do the work to grow, you really want that to impact your life in all ways because it's yes. you. And you are your business and you are yourself as a wife or as a daughter or, you know, all of the roles that you play. And something that I learned that I think really like spurs growth in general is really making sure that you realize that change is good. I was somebody that really didn't like change for most of my life. And then over the last couple of years and everything that we've been through, and I left a successful career and kind of, you know, jumped out of a parachute or a plane with no parachute, which was kind of crazy. I started to quickly realize that the changes that we make and the growth and the striving to ultimately lead a happier life Mm -hmm. and have more peace. And in my opinion, peace is true freedom. What is freedom, right? We talk about that a lot. Um, so what permeates one should really, one side of your life should really become part of your whole life. Yes. that growth is kind of what it's all about, I think. It is. Because it gets stagnant. If you're not growing, it's stagnant. And yes. so it's fun to learn new things and new ways of doing things. And what I love about you also is your mindset. I love the fact that you're always looking for better ways to think about things, to intentionally put thoughts into your mind that are going to help you grow. It's the number one key to our success and happiness. So what are some of your daily mindset practices, things that you do that help you on that journey? It's changed a lot over the years. And I would definitely say that probably in the last probably eight years-ish, I've really focused a lot on mindset And I've really turned it up over the last, we'll call it two years. Mm -hmm. And waking up in the morning and making sure you have some sort of a daily routine is so important. And I know everyone's sick of everyone saying this, right? (laughs) The 5 a.m. club and the cold plunge people and everybody has their thing, their mantra or their journaling. It doesn't matter what you do, as long as you start your day 
in a place where you can actually have some calm and centering and grounding and really set your intentions for what you want your day to be. Mm -hmm. That's so important with mindset. I know I've shared this with you. I'll share this with everybody else. I was a scroller in the morning on my phone and it was really impacting my life. And I took that away and I can't believe how much better I feel by just getting up, doing some breathing. I'm not getting any younger. So I'm doing some stretching, which is helping (laughs) tremendously and journaling and quiet time and really setting my intentions. And the other thing that I'm doing is gratitude. It seems so simple, but every day in my journal, I write a few things that I'm grateful for and how I'm going to make the day great. What am I going to do today to make my day great? And set a great thing to start off with. Yeah. Do you ever do any gratitude at the end of the day or do you do most of it in the morning? So it's funny that you said that. I started, have you ever heard of the five minute journal? Yes. Yes, I have it. Uh You do. Of course you do. That makes sense. The five minute (laughs) journal was kind of how I started and I did it years ago. And just like anything else, I stopped and I wish I would have kept going. (laughs) Yeah. I I would have felt better. (laughs) It's amazing how that correlates, isn't it? Um, But the five minute journal is that, right? You do what the three things that you're grateful for, how, what you're going to do three things for the day. Mm -hmm. And then you come back at night and you do a couple at night. So you can kind of wrap it up. If I have a thought, I'll think about it and kind of just, I won't journal about it, but I do think it's nice at night. You know, maybe I will start incorporating that more. Wow. It was a good day. Even though these things happen, this is what I'm grateful for. Cause stuff is going to happen, right? Yes. And at the end of the world, yeah, it (laughs) is. And I'll tell you what, at the end of the day, it's really nice to be able to focus on what went well instead of feeling like, oh, it could have been better. If you focus on what the few things that went well, that things that made you happy or things that gave you peace, just anything you're grateful for. It could be anything. Just the simplest little things can can make you feel gratitude. And so that I've learned that. I know Oprah for years talked about having a gratitude journal many years before all the rest of the gurus started talking about it. And my husband took it on. So Kevin took it on and he never goes to bed without writing what he's grateful for. And that this has been years now he's been doing this, at least a few years, if not more. And I, I get to watch him do that at the end of every day. And it makes me feel really good inside to know that he is keeping track of the good things because it's real easy to get off track. So easy. Yeah, it's easy. And you to- know the days you don't do it. Yes, you can feel it. It's kind of like intentional self-talk in the morning on the days that I don't do it. I I can feel it on days that I'm busy or I'm running behind or anything and I don't get it done and I'm not listening to positive self-talk. It really makes a difference for the rest of the day. And it's all about the energy that you want to bring in, right? Yes. You said I'm very spiritual. I study energy. I, I do energy work and it's a big thing. And it sounds so simple. And we really are all in our own way. <laughs> we yes. should just do it and feel better, right? Tell them what energy work is, because a lot of people are not aware. You and I have talked about it at length, but yes. I like to explain it to everyone else so that they know what you're talking about. Yeah. So there is the physical self, right? Which we can all see and touch. And, you know, it's a third dimensional world that we live in. And the theory is, I don't claim for it to be like the word for everyone. It does not everybody has to believe it, but it's what I believe is that there are also energies that we can't see, 
right? So examples of that could be simple as you walk past somebody and you just get like a weird feeling, or you walk past somebody and you get a really good feeling. Mm-hmm. Those are all energies. And I think it's the spiritual realm, if you want to call it that, is coming into the mainstream more. So I think we're just going to mm-hmm. be hearing a lot more about this over the course of time. And it really is what you put out comes back less karmically and more energetically, right? Because mm. if you're having a good day or if you're in a specific mindset, which is what we're talking about, you're probably going to encounter more people that are on your same sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. If you're having a bad day, we've all had those days. Like you have that morning where maybe something falls and breaks in the kitchen. And then it's just like this weird cascade because you're in a bad mood. And then the rest of the day, like, I don't know, you get a flat tire. There's a million yes. things that could happen, right? Uh-huh. And you kind of sit back and wonder like, why is that? Well, I believe that it's all energy, right? Mm-hmm. And we are energetic beings, essentially. And I I think that having those mindsets puts that energy in motion. Uh-huh. Right. And so you can control, not control. I don't like to use the word control because that's not really an energetic word to use. Right. But yeah. You can manage your energy. Yes. I guess man- manage is a better word for it. If, if you yeah, start and it's to the go same, off. Right. And it's the same when you feel drained. Mm-hmm. Think about those clients we have or those agents we have or the vendors that we have that we're just like, oh, God. Yep. <laughs> Looking at the phone. <laughs> I got to make this call. Well, grounding your energy and not allowing that person to kind of drag you down. It's also energy work, which is Mm. important as well. I like that. That's a good way to manage it. You have the ability to manage it one way negatively or positively. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. So how do you work on the energy work each day? Like what do you do as a daily routine? Yeah, there's a lot of things that you can do. I think the most important thing is quiet. We live in a really, really, really busy. So I live in New York City, so it's crazy. It's busy. <laughs> it is very busy. As everybody knows, it's very busy. I think being here is actually something that ushered me into this work because I don't think I would be able to manage it if I didn't have this. But making sure you have quiet time so you could just be in your space without anybody else's influence is really important. There's a lot of things that you could do, like grounding exercises, even physical movement, taking a walk working out, all of that stuff just kind of brings you back into your body. There's a lot of other techniques. I actually uh, do Reiki. And so that is an energy healing work. My mom was very into it. My mom's a yoga instructor and a Reiki master. And so, you know, I wanted to do that just to actually give it back to her. Uh Um, So I got certified and, and that's really able to kind of balance chakras and ground your energy, which is really cool. So there's a lot of stuff, even just like taking a bath with salt. There's so many things you can do to, to kind of energetically balance yourself. And I highly suggest that everyone do that. (laughs) (laughs) It's wild out there. You know, it's really, it's difficult for me to just sit quietly. And it's, it's something that my husband and I have talked about, he's suggested it to me in every way he knows how to yeah. sit for a few minutes, Irene, just take a couple minutes, but I am, I have to be doing something all the time or just relaxing, reading a book, watching a show, that type of thing, but never just sitting quietly. The only time I sit quietly without doing really anything is when I'm in our temple, you know, our church has a, right. a, a temple locally And I'll sit there. That's the only place that I'm really, really quiet like that. And I need to do that more often. So I need to learn from you about how to sit quietly. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's, it's been a long road. I always joke that it took me 10 years to learn how to meditate. There is no, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And yes. people, what people get so wrong about meditation is that they think their mind has to be still. And it's not that it's just letting the thoughts pass and being an observer, right? That's mm -hmm. really all that meditation is. I like that being a, an observer so that yeah. you're not into what you're feeling. You're just observing that and then letting it pass. I like that. That might help yeah. me to a, a couple minutes at a time at the beginning, right? One step at Try a time. Try it for 30 seconds. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, um, anything you can do, the quiet is, I really believe that when we're quiet is when we're able to be clear because we're not distracted and infiltrated with a lot of other things. And I yes. even find myself you know, here everybody has their AirPods in and I'm guilty of it too. But the other day I took, I walked, I did a five mile walk, which was long. And I said, you know what? I am just going to take these out and I'm just going to be present and I'm just going to see what's going on. I'm not going to yes. have anything in my ears. And I was so calm afterwards. Yeah. It makes I a difference. Phone on do not disturb. Yeah. It was just like, it's, and it really does. We have to get quiet. We have yes. Quiet. It's so important. You can hear the birds you can hear people talking as they're walking. You can yeah. hear laughter when you're out, you know, among people. Kevin and I take a walk every morning. And when we get back, sometimes if we get out early enough, when we get back, the weather is in the, in the 90s right here, right now in Arizona. Yeah, I'm sure. And it's still not hot. <laughs> Usually it's hotter than that right now. So we've enjoyed the coolness in the morning and then coming back and I'll go sit by the pool. I'll put my feet in the water to cool off a little bit. And that is a time that I can be quiet as well. So that's, that's my takeaway for today from and outside to that that's even yes. better getting outside is also but you're gonna like movement quiet outside you're checking yes. it all. <laughs> all all of them but what yeah. I love about it is listening to the birds you can oh, hear the nature birds. is so healing yes and sometimes I'll turn the waterfall to the pool on and it's really yeah. sounds so calming and uh, there's my takeaway. I've gotten what That's I needed. Beautiful. We're, oh, we're now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's talk about mindset a little bit. How has mindset, like being intentional about your mindset, how has it made your life better? I was not somebody that was an optimistic person by nature. And I won't go into the reasons why. I'm someone that struggles with anxiety in my life and trying to control a lot of things. And just like I said, with energy, when you walk into your day or a meeting or an interaction in that sort of energetic mindset where you're just kind of down and it's okay to feel that way, mm -hmm. but, and I'm not saying that, I mean, emotions are very important. I don't want anyone to misconstrue what I'm saying, but being able to walk into a situation neutral to give that particular moment in time in space to be what it needs to be, as opposed to you just walking in and kind of wrecking it with whatever happened 10 minutes before uh -huh. that's totally changed. And I think the biggest thing that has changed my life is trying to be in the present moment. And that's the hardest mindset because we're so focused on what's happening in the future or what happened last week. Yes. We're, it's really hard for us to be present and we're so distracted. Right. And yeah. having that mindset of I'm going to be present and I'm going to give this moment a neutral place mm -hmm. is incredibly important. And it, it really is transformational. I feel so much calmer. Yes. So I've noticed calmer. that too. When, when I'm in a place where I can be more quiet and not be busy every second, 
Um, I'm at a point in my life where I don't want to be busy every second. I've always been that way where I've been busy all the time, busy with good things, you know, a lot of good things, not anything that would be bad, but just busy. And you realize that there comes a point where you have to calm down and just be in the moment. And I'm working on that. You know, it's, it's an enjoyable thing when you do it and you're working on it and you feel like you've you've accomplished it for the day. Absolutely. And busyness. I mean, this could be a whole other episode of the podcast, but we are so conditioned to be busy. Yes. You got to be busy. Mm -hmm. Busyness equals success equals goals equals money equals equals equals. That's not always the case. No, no, it's not at all. And I think that things are shifting and changing, you know, at what point and, and people are just burnt out. I've been through so much burnout in my life. And why do we get to burnout? Because of that. We're too busy. Yes. And we're not balanced. And I yes. think that that's the key, right? No one's, you know, no one's saying that mindset has to be, you know, positive and happy all the time, but right. allowing those days, we all have those days just to neutralize, start the next day fresh. It is a new day. It's a new moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm really trying to do that throughout the day. Yes. You know, if I have a call with my team, that's frustrating or, you know, whatever, right. Fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. I don't want to walk into that next interaction, bringing and dragging all that baggage. Yes. It's not fair to whatever that is. Right. I like to, you know, compartmentalize things. And mm-hmm. another thing that I would love to talk about is what's going on in the industry right now and the yeah. mindset of, mortgage loan originators and people in the industry, it has been very negative, very negative yes. for a while now. Oh yeah. And, and fearful, full of yep. fear. A lot of people have allowed themselves in the mortgage real estate industry to be very fearful. Yes. Yes. And it, it really, when I say allow themselves, that's exactly what we do. We allow ourselves to go into that space. And some people just don't have the tools. It's not their fault. Yeah. They just don't know what to do to get right. out of that fear mode, especially if somebody grew up in a family where fear ruled a lot of things, you know, it made the decisions for them. So how do you work through that with fear? How how have you and Oliver and your team worked through that? Yeah, I think it's so important to talk about this. And you and I have talked a lot about this and we've supported each other. And I'm grateful for that because that's another thing. You need like-minded people around you. You do. Full stop, right? And that's why you and I have have developed such an amazing relationship over so many years that we've known each other. We have the same thoughts about how we view the world. Yes. And And it's important. But the narrative out there, let's, you know, the housing market's going to crash. How long has everyone been saying that? Rates are going to be 10%. Still hasn't happened. On and on. I could go on. Yes. That is what I call a narrative. There's some truth based in some of it, but a lot of it is conjecture. And a lot of it is media driven in order to make more money, right? Yes. Flashy headline or, you know, clip that stresses people out. We all know how that works. And- Just because someone says something, especially in this realm that we're talking about, doesn't make it true for you. That's the truth. Right. And jumping on that person's view of the world, that's no longer you. Mm -hmm. That's you. And there's an energy to that too, right? We can wrap the energy thing back in. Yes. You know, kind of riding that train. And 
I mean, look what happened over the last couple of years. Look at how fearful everybody was over many, many things that went on. And I really try to lead by example with my team. Uh huh. And being a business owner and being a leader, it does start and stop with you. Yes, it does. So there's days that, you know, I've gone on to team meetings just wiping tears away from my eyes and slapping on a happy smile because that's what my team needs. They don't need to see me stressed. And there's days that I feel that way for sure. But I really, again, with that quiet and connecting to me, being able to discern if something I hear or ingest, is that for me? Mm -hmm. Is this something that is for me, that is going to serve me? If it's not, it's out. Yeah. And how do, like, let's talk about the details of how we change from feeling one way to feeling another way in a few moments. Yeah. I mean, I know what works for me and I can certainly talk about that. I know there's a lot of things out there and there's a lot of tools out there. Mm -hmm. I have been in therapy on and off for a very long time, plus energy work. I read a lot. I follow a lot of people that, again, similar vibe Mm -hmm. with mindset. And I think- like I said, having people around you that are that way is really mm-hmm. important. Yeah. You are a product of the people you surround yourself with. Wait, isn't that the truth? My mom used to say that to me when I was a kid because she would <laughs> always know the friends that were not good for me. She has like a hundred percent jump shot, bam, with all of the friends I should not have been friends with. She yes. was right about every single one of them. I know. You know the people you're around is who you become. I'm like, oh, that's so stupid. You know, I'm 13. <laughs> what the hell did I know? But but it's true. And if somebody's draining you, you either need to have a conversation with them and be like, look, that's your stuff. Don't bring that here. Mm-hmm. Or that might not be the right person for your life, as hard as that is to, to say. Yeah. But having people around you that can lift you up and support you and, you know view the world you the way that you don't, I'm not saying that we should be in on an insular pocket, right? It's okay to have people that, but if there's that person on your team, in your life, and it's huge with trying to cultivate a team. I really mm-hmm. do not want people on my team that are constantly complaining. I won't have it. I don't want to no. be around that. Mm-mm. There's it's plenty cancerous of people out there. To the organization is, yes. is what it does. It will infiltrate and there are, there are plenty of people out there that vibe with what I'm trying to build and what Oliver's trying to build with our company, mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah. but in the moment, it's very, very easy to start feeling yourself go into fear or feeling yourself go into like a downward spiral, mm-hmm. just taking a step back, walking away from your computer, hanging up the phone. You know what? I got to go. Can I call you right back? Just. That's a great idea. Yes. Come back to you. Yep. Get up, walk around, yep. take a breath, disconnect. Take a walk. Yeah, Go outside walk. if you have to. Mm-hmm. I get up and I'll run downstairs. I'll yep. come back upstairs. I'll I'll go down, get a drink of water, just come back up. And then I'm I'm refreshed again. Yeah. Yeah. It, do what you need to do to be okay. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take that long. No, it doesn't. I'm, I'm a firm <laughs> believer of disconnecting. For a few minutes, even if you're not, if you're not in fear, you're not having any problems or whatever, you just need to have times where you disconnect from work 
and get up and walk around, move around, whatever you need to do, go outside, you know, smell the fresh air. If you're in a place where you can smell fresh air, just do yeah. whatever you need to do to disconnect. But I, I really believe in disconnecting. So there was a, a book called The Power of Full Engagement by Tony Schwartz. And he wrote it with um, another person. I can't remember the other person's name, but it's called The Powerful Engagement. And it was a life changer. Just listening to him talk about, because he was a a high performer. You know, he helped high performers and tennis players and, you know, famous people that he helped. And they all have a routine and they all disconnect because if you don't disconnect, you burn out. Yeah. And so I've taught that to people that I coach over the years. It's really important to, to have that disconnection time. Absolutely. Yeah. It's funny to think about now, just we're so, I don't know if this is the right word, but like screen focused. We're just constantly in front yeah, of We're a on a screen. Yes. This is not how humans are supposed to like live. It's just no. not how, but, and, and it's fine, right? I'm, I'm the biggest fan of technology. I love that I can work from anywhere. But there's yes. a big price to pay for that. There, there is. is. It's not normal for us to be like this all day. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. We have to make more of an effort to get in front of people. Oh, we absolutely. Yes. You and I have talked about getting together. You know, I've been there, but you haven't been here yet. So eventually I'm coming. We yeah. But we 100%. have to be intentional about it, right? We have to plan it. Because we all say, oh, yeah, let's get together. Let's plan it. And then it never happens. I'm notorious for that, too. But then sometimes I'll just stop and say, okay, let's actually plan it. Right. (laughs) Now we have to do this. Yeah. If we don't plan it, it won't happen. So do you have a loan partner who does the loan consultations, structures the loan and converts the buyer to work with you? Or maybe you have a loan partner or a team member that you would like to move into that position so that you can be freed up to go get even more loans. How about a newer loan officer who could benefit from some training and how to convert buyers to work with them? Our client conversion training is very specific to this role. It will help them convert even more clients to work with you and your team. We help you to be seen as a trusted advisor. We cover every aspect of converting clients to work with you. They're going to learn emotional intelligence, what it is and how to utilize it. They'll discover the key to a success mindset. Yep, we go deep on this one how to build rapport right from the first conversation, how to ask the right questions, how to answer objections, specific dialogues and strategies to overcome rate shoppers. They're gonna practice live with other class members. And they're gonna also learn how to ask for and receive referrals, how to master the loan consultation with loan strategies that help the buyer make great decisions for their future. Client conversion training will set your team apart when they implement the training that they're going to receive in our class. It's a virtual interactive class on Zoom with live trainers and your team members can attend from wherever they are as long as they have audio and video. Everyone participates. It's a 10 hour live class divided into two and a half hour sessions from 9 to 11.30 on Thursday and Friday for two weeks in a row. Sign up your loan partner today at loanteamtraining.com You'll find the class on the client conversion training tab. But the mindset, those little things that you do, that, that's what I wanted to share is those little things that you do each day that really help you to have a good mindset. And for me, it's one of just changing, like being aware of what I'm thinking and what I'm saying. And is that really helping me? 
Is it helping me be who I want to be? And, or is it taking me down a different path that, and, and we, it all happens to all of us. Uh, You know, I've been working on having good self-talk for lots of years and I still say things and think things that I shouldn't. And, you know, we have old programming that we're still working on. And so we just have to be really intentional and I'll catch myself. That's, I'm aware of catching myself. So I try to remember that everything I think and say is not true. It's just thoughts that go through your mind, old programming. (laughs) And I just catch myself and then reword it. It's that simple. So if I start to go, oh, I don't feel like exercising today. And then I'll say, no, I am a person who regularly exercises. And if you keep repeating that to yourself over and over, you will eventually believe it. But it feels like you're lying to yourself when it happens. Like when you're saying (laughs) it, you're like, no, I'm not. I'm not a regular exerciser. But you are. Think about all the times you've exercised in your life. It's never enough, right? (laughs) I mean, it's never, and and we ebb and flow, but that's, that's so beautiful. You've been incredibly influential in the self-talk and I used to be somebody that was like, well, when I do this or I will be, or you know, in the future, Uh I started saying, I am this, I, the, I am, I Mm -hmm. am, I am, I am, as opposed to it being not in this moment, as opposed to it not being true for me now. Yes. Right. I'm so happy that you do that. And it's just been so fun to be on this journey with you and see how you have used, utilized these habits that you have in your life to have a better life. I mean, I've heard you, you know, as we've talked, I've heard you talk about things that have happened that you have intentionally done something about to make sure that it turns out better than it would have had you just let it go on. And in your thoughts, in your actions, in the things that you say to yourself and talking to ourselves, you know, everyone talks to themselves, whether it's out loud or or in your head. You totally. still talk to yourself, <laughs> right? but it's what we say to ourselves that matter. And, um, you know, I've been on this journey to, I, I had gone for a long time eating really well. I had been to some, uh, to a neuro chiropractor that was amazing here in Chandler. And he got me eating better for leaky gut. I don't know if you've ever heard of leaky gut, oh, but yeah. yeah. So he got me on track. This was a few years ago. Like in 2019, it was, I went a whole year. I cut out sugar and gluten and I remember that. Cake. And all of that. And for a whole year, I was that, you know, eating right. I felt greater than I had felt in a long time. I lost weight. I did it for the health reasons, but all the other things were benefits. And then COVID came around and, you know, we didn't have anything to do. And little by little, I let that little bit start slipping in. And now I need to get back on track again. And I know that I I can utilize the self-talk to do it, but there's a part of me that's still fighting it. And I need to get that under control. I'm just being totally honest. This is just letting you know that I don't care how good, you know, how much you work on your self-talk. There's always more things to work on. That's what I love about life and about personal growth. Oh, it's never over. There's no end point. There's always things to work on. And it's fun, you know, being on that journey. So I'm, um, I'm being open and vulnerable and honest saying that I'm trying to get back in there, but trying doesn't work. It has to be yeah. a commitment. And it's consistency. And it's hard. Yes. Yes. Think about all the narratives, you know, and yep. all the 
you know, if, if life had only restaurants that had food, <laughs> according to your <laughs> leaky gut protocol, boy, would that be a different conversation that we would be having? We'd have another problem about something else, I'm sure. But yes, there's something that when you were saying that, and thank you for being so open, and you have been always so open about your health journey. And you and I have shared a lot of that. I'm, I'm in my 40s now, and I'm finally happy with my body. That was a, especially as women, uh-huh. Again, a whole other podcast episode. Yes, we, talk we could about. do a whole one on that. For sure. But I think a lot of it is these distractions exist so that we can continue to level up. We can either find them exhausting and we can let them suck us in and just give in, which we can do. And then we can come back to it, right? That's yes. okay too. Mm-hmm. Again, it's about the journey. It's not really about the end point. But having those people around you that can be like, you can do this, you can do this. Yes. And the more you have that, the more you have your self-talk. Now you've created your own ecosystem of support so that you can actually go and do what you need to do for your health, for your money, for your business, for your relationship. Yes. It is. It matters so much. And every single thing that we either intentionally see or see in our periphery is coming into our conscious or subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. That's something that you know nobody can 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 deny. That's just how it works, right? Yeah, we have to be so discerning. And it's funny. It's like we're always the ones that are in our own way. But I think that's the way it's supposed to be. Yes, it's <laughs> part of like, growth. Oh, why is this so annoying? Like, oh, I can't get out of my own way. <laughs> well, that's how it was made. You're no different than anybody. Yes. And Oliver and I talk about that all the time. He's like, I can't get out of my own way. I'm like, neither can I. (laughs) It's just (laughs) the way it is. Right. And I think another thing that I, that I've really been resonating with that I wanted to share that's kind of all about this is we think that life is supposed to be easy. Let's let me do anything I can to like make myself comfortable or make myself easy. And we're so spoiled as humans now, right? It's like, we are just incredibly spoiled. And I don't think that's how it's supposed to be anymore. I I just constantly had this, let me just reach for comfort. Now I want to be as uncomfortable as possible. I like that. Such a freedom in that, right? And that's a mindset shift too, in a different Mm way, right? It's like, okay, well, bring it on. What's next? Like, all right, let's go. And (laughs) before I'd be sitting in the corner, like, I don't want to do this. And now I'm like, let's go, let's go. You know, and I think experience and age and again, the people that are around you. And I have so many people that are doing big things and taking big risks. And it's like, that's when life is fun. Yes, I agree. Today I was teaching our wow training class earlier today. My husband and I were teaching it. And I said, okay, so we, we put them in groups in Zoom rooms, you know, so that they could role play okay. how to make calls and how to ask for referrals and stuff. And when they were done, I said, okay, so you guys are comfortable now? And they all went, no, we're not comfortable. I said, good. You're not supposed to be comfortable yet. You're like, that was a trick question. (laughs) That's right. You walked right into my trap. (laughs) It's uncomfortable and it doesn't get comfortable until you practice. Right. But yeah, comfort is something I am always trying to find. You know, it's interesting that you say that because you just made me think about something. I'm always trying to find an easier way to do something. Always. A faster (laughs) way, a quicker way, a less uncomfortable way. It doesn't always work that way. Isn't Oprah the one that said, if I could pay someone else to lose weight for me or to get healthy, I would have done, I've already been healthy. I'd have been, she looks great now. She's doing great. 
She's yeah. on a great journey, but look how many years, somebody as wonderful as Oprah. And it took her, we all have something that we're not really great at. And I think we're always going to be that way because we have growth to do. And you know what I love about having something that you're not great at, that you feel you should still work to work to, to get better at is it makes you compassionate to people yeah. that have those issues or it makes you realize, you know, when you've lost a loved one, you know what it's like right. to feel grief. It may not be the same grief that they're feeling. It's never exactly the same, but right. you have, you know what that feels like when, when you get married, you know what it's like to be married or when you have someone that you were in a relationship right. with, you know what that's like. I think that's why we're always striving to get better is because it makes us compassionate. It makes us relate to people. Right. That's and beautiful. people say, oh, it's easy for you. You don't, you know, if, if somebody looks at another person who's successful and thinks that their life is all rosy, no, they have issues just like, and no anyone that doesn't me. is that tells you that they don't right. have any issues they're not telling the truth. Right. And, so. and that's actually a very, I will say what you said and loop it right back to mindset and distractions. Social media is a snapshot of the best of everyone's life. Yes. <laughs> Everyone is like on vacation, chilling with a cocktail, yes. hanging out with their friends, having a party, having a wedding. It's mm -hmm. all of life's celebratory moments. And every once in a while, there's a real authentic person, which I have so much appreciation for. That's like, <laughs> my day sucks. And I'm just going to come on here and talk about it. It's not the norm. <laughs> and I have so much respect for that. But we are, we're looking at this real, right? It doesn't matter what social media platform it is. It's just all of these kind of images and snapshots of a person's life. Yes. And it's, it's interesting because until you actually go through something and you can have some more compassion for whatever's happening, then I think if we were more that way, then maybe social media would be more real. Mm -hmm. Because again, we're just trying to find comfort and happiness in the fun. When in fact, actually, when something is, is going on in your life, that's hard and you can connect with somebody, that's a very different connection than if you're just like out partying with somebody and having a good time. Yes. Right. Yep. And, mm -hmm. and through those tough times, Having people that, you know, you can talk to is also so important. That's another way that we can neutralize the difficult and the negative and the fear and, you know, all of the things that we've been talking about. Yes. And that's where we with another human like you and I have done. Yes. Relationship. It's amazing. That's where relationships come in. Having those key people in your life that you have relationships with, that you're friends with, that you're, uh, it could be a family member. Maybe it's not a family member. Maybe it's just somebody that you really connect with. But yeah. that's so important. And those things that are so personal and so impactful in your life, the hard things that you go through, yeah. those aren't meant to be on social media, really, because right. it's like putting out your what's very private and yeah. hurt, hurt, hurtful. You know, it may you may go through hurt, but they are meant for people to have relationships. But what we have to realize is there are kids growing up now and grand, my grandkids are part of them and my kids you know, came in at the tail end, my, the age of the age right. that you're at really at the ta at the beginning of social media. So they didn't, right. you didn't grow up with it mm -hmm. as a teenager, but you got it as an adult, but these kids that are growing up with it, they, there's so much that their parents need to be talking about and helping them through to be able to not get sucked in by everything that's happening on social media. Cause even adults get sucked in. So can you imagine what it's like to I be a teenager right now? 
Yeah, we all <laughs> get sucked in. I mean, it is, it's, listen, social media and the algorithms and the way, this is also fact, right? They know who we are. Yes. Being the algorithm, right? They know who we are. They know what we like. And it is, it is meant to suck you in. It is meant to yes. suck you in and meant to have you consume things, mm-hmm. content, purchases, whatever that may be. And yes. being intentional about that, it is. I can't tell. I just can't say it enough how much taking that away, because when I wasn't on it in the morning, I just didn't go on it as much during the day. Mm-hmm. And it is it. Some people, I'm sure there's people out there that are very strong and can handle it. I thought I was one of those people and I'm not. So I can't even imagine how a kid feels. They don't even know who they are. And right. Diving into everybody else's life. And that's yeah. ultimately what it is. And what it does is it gives us the opportunity to discuss those things with people that are close to us that are of that age to, to talk about it, have a, have a conversation about it and help them understand. But social media is also not the enemy. It's also has a lot of really great things. Yeah. You you can keep in touch with people through social media, like never before and feel close to them, actually feel like that connection is back again. And it, it, it'll, it'll connect you. And then it's also really good for business, right? I mean, you think about it, if they're, if it's intended to know who you are, they know if you're using it for business purposes, you're connect like for ads and things Mm -hmm. you're using, you're able to connect to zero in on who you're connecting with and who is seeing your posts and things. So in that way, it's, it's a good thing, but we just, every, like, everything has to be balanced, right? Right. It's not evil. I mean, you know, social, and, and let's be clear too, social media is just a thing is innocuous, right? Yes. It's, it's the people that built the algorithm behind it, or, you know, are you okay today that you can go on it? Or are you having a day where you want to reach out and connect? And, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, it's not evil. It's all of the things. It, it's all of how we feel wrapped into the phone. Yes. <laughs> Which is crazy. But <laughs> or the, that's or the computer, is. either one, right. the laptop. And, yeah. And it's been amazing for business. I know, you know, Oliver and I really started putting ourselves out there. I would say probably in late 2021, we came into it kicking and screaming. We didn't want to do it either. <laughs> we're true Gen Xers where we're like, ah, okay, you know, I guess we have to do this. We weren't mad at it, but we were just kind of late to the party. So, but it's been wonderful. It's been really amazing. Yeah. It's really for great. Our business. And I love the fact that we can see what the other ones are doing. You know, each one of our friends and stuff, you can connect. I mean, I have friends from high school that I would have never talked to anymore because I moved away from California. I would never even see them in the market or anything. But because I'm on social media, I'm able to connect and I've been able to reconnect with with a friend from high school. And we're we have she moved to Phoenix. So we go out to dinner like once every few months. It's great. But without social media, we wouldn't have had that. So I don't know how we got on social media, but I'm glad we did talk about it because we're talking about mindset. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's how. And it's so, it's just, it is, it's so impactful, whether, you know, the yin or the yang of it, right? It's it's impactful either way. And again, just discerning when is it too much? When do I need to jump back in? And making and and checking in with yourself. That's it. Okay to do this. Do I That's need some it. self-talk before I go on TikTok yes. and record this? Whatever. <laughs> like, I can't believe I'm going to do this. Probably could use some self-talk to like, bu- you know, pump myself up. Yes. So we when we talk to be about in our energy, right. And that's it. That's the key. 
Yeah. When we talk about self-talk, I want to be real clear what that is. I'll go back to that in a minute, but we have to, what you just said about being clear with ourselves about, are we in a space that it's okay to go on social media and it's not going to affect us? And what is some self-talk I could use before I go on there so that I don't get sucked into thinking that I don't measure up to other people? So a long time ago, many, many, many years ago, I was in a group with some women. It was at church, you know, with um, different women. And I was in probably, I think I was in my early, maybe my late twenties or my early thirties. And, you know, still at that age, still trying to measure up to everyone else, you know, trying to look as good as they did or whatever it was, not because you're so vain or anything, just because you want, you want to feel good about yourself. Right. So there was a gal that was, she was beautiful. She was pretty. She had a really nice family. She had a couple of young kids and she had a beautiful voice. And when I heard her sing in church, I could hear her sing in church and I heard her and I was, oh my gosh, is there anything this woman isn't right? She is just, yeah. she's great, you know, and, and I admired her and I was, you know, not real close friends with her, but I knew who she was. And that was where I learned my lesson because one day we were somewhere, I don't remember where. And she said, yeah, my husband goes, I think he was a hunter. He goes and hunts. And every time he goes, he has to pay me money because he gets to go and I don't get to go. So he gets to pay me money and I get to go do whatever I want with it. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> you know, like, what? It was yeah. just totally different than the way I am. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, I wasn't judging her. She was, she could do whatever she wanted. She was also talking about how everything she does is like designer, this designer, that, which is total opposite of me. I'm not, I'm not a designer type. No, not at all. (laughs) And, and so I remember thinking, okay, Irene, you've learned your lesson now. Don't compare yourself to other people. Don't measure yourself by what someone else does. huge lesson for me. I still remember it to this day. That's when I learned that everybody doesn't have life as easy as you think they do. No. Because I didn't have those issues with my husband and I would trade, I would not trade whatever she had (laughs) compared to whatever I had because I had an amazing husband. And, you know, we didn't have that, this going on. And so I was grateful for that. And I've remembered that all these years is that Everyone's life is not what you think it is. And everyone has their crosses to bear, so to speak. I have them, you have them, everyone has them. There's no perfect life. And so being aware though, what you just said a little bit ago is being aware of how you can manage that in the best way possible to have a good life. Yeah. And it's permeating our society. I'm so glad that we got to this point. I didn't even think we would talk about this, but we knew it would organically go wherever it needed to go. And I love that. I recently had the same thing happen to me. There was a a person, this girl that I did a course with many years ago, and I always kind of admired her from afar. I just, for some reason, I thought maybe it was a past life thing. I'm into that. Like we should be friends. Right. And she has this really successful business and she's on Instagram. She's traveling back and forth between New York and LA. Fast forward years later, I reach out to her over DMs and I'm like, Hey, I don't know if you remember me. And we literally have a three hour phone conversation and become like fast friends Talk for three hours. I don't know when the last time I ever did that, probably since I was a teenager (laughs) and come to find out, we really went there with each other and really opened up both of us. 
And she was telling me everything that was going on in her life in this perfect Instagram life. None of that was in there. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I'm looking from the outside being like, oh God, she's got it going on. This is like amazing. And then she's telling me all that's going on. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. And so I, even, even as I sit here at the age that I am, that influenced me. It did. Mm-hmm. She had no intention. She didn't even know that I was looking at her stuff. Uh-huh. Right? But yes. here I was developing a false narrative about someone's life. Mm-hmm. And I had that same lesson that you did when I was like, wow, you just really don't know what's going on. You don't. You really don't. And and that is so key to your mindset because in my mind, I was like, God, my life would be better if. Mm-hmm. My life would be better if, or if I could, wow, that would be awesome. And and you're placing yourself in that woman's life and being like, oh, what if I could do this? And I could sing like this and I, whatever, I had this face that, you know, whatever it is that, that you uh-huh. think someone has that you don't. Right. Why are we feeling that way? Because mm-hmm. it's not true. That's is it true? Truth. No. No. <laughs> 99% of the time, what we think about someone else's life is probably not true that yes. we don't know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes even people we do know. Mm-hmm. And so again, back to us, back to me, how can I get to a place where I feel centered and hopeful? Yes. Because now I finally, with all of this work, I feel hopeful. I haven't felt hopeful in a very long time. I have mm-hmm. to be honest, because it's, it's, you know, been an interesting couple of years in the business and the world. It's been hard for all of us. Yes. And getting to a place where that talk can really change your perspective on yourself in the world. That's, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we had really, a really good times. So now I'm talking about the mortgage business. Mm-hmm. We had really good times and then COVID hit and we continued to do really well in the mortgage business because rates were so low for so long and we did, but everybody was busy. As I was coaching people, I was coaching them off the ledge of being so stressed out because of being too right. busy, right? Everyone Happy, was a wreck. Grateful right. for the business, but too yeah. busy. And I knew eventually it would turn around and then we'd be going in the opposite direction. But at the same time, they were grateful, you know, and everyone said the same thing on every coaching call. I know it's so crazy. It's so busy. I don't know how I'm going to keep up, but don't get me wrong. I'm grateful. Everybody would say that I'm very grateful because times were good financially, but then in the mortgage business, things changed so fast. I think it was unprecedented what happened. Things changed right. so fast. That's why everyone was so fearful. They changed. The rates went up. Um, the economy wasn't good. All of these things were happening at the same time. And rates didn't just go up. They shot up, right? There's a difference. So the right. consumers, because of everything they were hearing, right. they were unsure about whether to buy, which just caused this whole this whole thing of people not buying. And then things were busy and not busy and a lot of stuff happened all at once. Oh, and it, yeah. It was a perfect storm for fear yeah. is what it was. And then the media, including social media, because, you know, all of it is media. We allow ourselves to go down that path. And then we wonder why we're feeling so unhopeful. Yeah. Or having a problem staying positive when 
things are really, really hard. And we have reason to feel that way because of what's happening, but we control how we feel. We don't control it. We manage how we feel. And the way we can manage that is with good self-talk. So I said I would come back to it. And there is a website called selftalkplus.com. And it's an app as well, Self Talk Plus. And it's by my mentor, Shad Helmstetter. I don't make any money on it or anything like that, but I recommend it to everybody I know. And what it does is it has topics of, it talks about, you know, self-esteem. It has topics on losing weight. It has topics on being a business owner, on selling. Everything you can imagine is there. But in 2008 or nine, whenever that was, you know, during the melt, the mortgage meltdown, I distinctly remember I had them on CDs and that that's the times we were in back then. I had them on CDs. We didn't have apps and all that back then. Right. And, um, I don't even think he had it any other way but a CD at the at that time. Yeah, so there I wouldn't was, have been anything. No, else. yeah, no. So I was listening to the CDs, and the one that got me through it was the self talk about having a good life, like just quality of life was the name of it. Right, and I that literally got me through the mortgage meltdown. I suffered like everyone else did. I had a right. hard time. My family got me through it, and my listening to Shad Helmstetter talk about how I had a good quality of life, because what it does is it feeds, if you listen to the self-talk, I think it's like $19 a month, totally worth it. And you pick a subject and you listen to it for like four or five weeks until it's a habit. And you listen to a little bit in the morning, it's like five minutes long, six minutes, something like that. But while I'm getting ready in the morning, putting on my makeup or whatever, I will listen to it in my headphones. Sometimes it's better to put it out loud so everyone around you can hear it as well. Right. Um, (laughs) If I had a young family at home, I would have it out loud. (laughs) Yeah, Um, that's great. But I I listen to it and it starts your day out with positive self-talk. And so when we talk about self-talk, for those of you that haven't heard about self-talk before, it's very specific languaging that you intentionally put in your mind in the morning so that you are repeating. It's like affirmations. You're repeating it over and over by listening to it. Even if you don't say it out loud, you're thinking it as you're listening to it. And it's a repetition is what helps the repetition of it over and over. And eventually you will believe it. So even if you don't believe it at the beginning, eventually you will believe it because that's how our programs happen. Like if you think about something that you automatically go to that's not even positive it's negative it probably came from some programming that you got when yep. you were growing up absolutely you know the the words money doesn't grow on trees you know i can't afford that <laughs> things like that was things that we probably heard whether it was some our our parents or our family or coaches friends whoever yeah. might have said things like that and they said it so often that yeah. that's why we think that so we have to intentionally change that and, and that's how I do it is by listening to that. And then you can get a little bit further. Once you've done that for a while, you can get further into it. And, and I have a exercise that I like to do where I put on the left side of the page, a few things that are not helping me. And then yeah, on the right I've side, reword it. Yeah. You've done it. And yeah, that's it's really, really powerful. Good. It is, isn't it? And then repeating those positive affirmations instead of the negative ones until you finally believe it. Yeah. And And then even when you don't, even after you believe it to keep repeating it to yourself, because it's like that groove, you know, there's a groove 
in our brain that has the programming that we've had. And now we need to change that groove and create another pathway because our neural pathways, they literally can be reprogrammed. That's what's so beautiful about the brain. I mean, this is rewiring and there's a lot of neuroscience that's happening. There's someone that comes to mind, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza is somebody who I would recommend. He's kind of like the new age uh, person who is really trying to crack the code of how do we really change our thoughts and feelings? How do we actually change them? And through meditation work and a lot of what you're talking about repetition, he has proven that you can change your life. You change, again, all of these, like what people call cheesy sayings, change your thoughts, change your life. Like we need to get back to that because it's not cheesy. It's that simple yet that difficult. Mm -hmm. Yes. The programming is so, 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 so strong. Yes. But we but can, you can do it. it. Yeah. yeah. You can <laughs> we do both it. said it at the same time. We've done it. Yes. Yes, we have. And we can continue to do it on whatever we're working on. So, yep. some of the resources for good mindset Shad Helmstetter. So, selftalkplus.com, mm-hmm. Joe Dispenza, Quick Brain is another one, K W I C A K. He has a great podcast. He has a great um, books and all kinds of things where he he actually hurt his brain when he was a kid and came out and has changed it. And now oh, wow. people how to memorize and things like that. And uh, so that's cool. Yeah. So that one's really good. So we'll put those down in the show notes. for Yeah. Everybody. The five minute journal, I think is really powerful. Even if yes. somebody just does that, it will change your outlook for mm-hmm. sure with gratitude. And then there's another app that I can send you the link if you want to put it in the show notes. It's called Alan Mind. And it's a therapy app that was created in, I think it's based in France or the UK. Uh, and it's wonderful for reframing how we think and say things. It's oh, very, I- very good. And so I'll send it to you. You'll you'll love it. It, uh, I'm gonna it, helped, me, it helped me through some tough times, really. Yes. It's, it was really instrumental. So, so I think I giving those resources and anybody listening, if you have other resources, let us know. You know, reach out to me and and let me know. I'm on all, all the social media. Uh, both of us are. So yeah, Allison's out there. I'm out there. And then you have a YouTube channel for realtors. Uh, yeah. For tell us about your YouTube channel. So it is a work in progress. We're really excited about it. We started shooting content again, a little, you know, late to the party, but October, 2021. So we have quite a bit of content up there. I want to shout out to Tim, my brother on our team, who does just such an amazing job with he our videos. Amazing. Everyone's like, oh, do you have a person that does this? I was like, yeah, he's my brother and he, he works with us. So it just <laughs> couldn't have worked out better. He's really honed his skills and worked really hard. Uh, to make it look great. But I started a realtor mindset series for all of our agent referral partners. And it was really born out of just developing relationships with agents and talking about what was going on with them. Mm-hmm. It could be business. It could be personal. When you're open, other people will open up to you. And I thought I should probably make this bigger and put some of this stuff out there. Uh, and it has been so well received. I actually got a text message from an agent yesterday who was like, I cried listening to your last mindset video just because with everything I was feeling and she felt so validated Yeah, because we are in this business. We can, it can be very lonely. Mm -hmm. It can feel really, really lonely. And through social media, it's one of the positives creating a sense of community that we're all in this together. 
Yes. And really the, it's, it's, I think the last one was chasing clients, <laughs> chasing, chasing, burnout, chasing, Yes, feeling like you're spinning your wheels and we're all salespeople. Everyone feels yeah. that way. Yeah. So I have about 10 topics that I'm going to shoot additional content for. I, I have more topics than time, quite frankly. Yes. So that's how, you know, it's a good series. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't wait. I, I've, I've seen some of them and I can't wait to see yeah. the ones in the future. So uh, the YouTube channel, what's the name of it? Yeah. You can just search Orlicky. It's O-R-L-I-C-K-I group. All right. We can we'll put, put a link too. Yeah. We'll put yeah. the link in the show notes, but what encouragement? So this is the final question that I have for you. Give us some encouragement for loan officers and other business owners, not just loan officers, but other business owners about the current times that we're in. You know, what is some of your advice about how to navigate through these times that we're in? That is a fantastic question. I would say a lot of what we mentioned before, we're not trying to say that you have to have a positive mindset all the time. You have to live in reality, but at the same time, choose what narratives are going to make you better, make your business stronger, and bring you through these times. We get to choose. We get to choose how we respond to things. We get to choose how we walk into our day. And if we do those things in a growth mindset with the self-talk and wanting to continue to be better as people, our businesses will be better. Our money will flourish. It will come. It starts with this. Yes. And I know that people out there are going to say, well, not everybody's this way. And I agree. There are some cranky billionaires out there and they've done very well. There's not as many of them as, you know, people would like you to believe. Yeah. Things are changing in this world and having this foundation and having a sound mindset will allow you to grow in times where most people can't even open up their computer and make phone calls because that's mm -hmm. honestly what it is. Who's going to rise to this new normal? Yes. And who's not? And how are you going to get there? Mm -hmm. And like we talked about, there's no easy answer. If, if there was one thing everybody could do, more people would be doing it. Yes. <laughs> We're all different, right? But yes. finding what works for you, finding your tribe, finding your right team and taking those steps forward, right? Yep. Yep. One step at a time. Yeah. And it's like you said, it starts with what we're saying to ourselves. It starts with that basis. So, so take a look at the resources that we're going to put down in the show notes and really don't just watch them, but do something with it. Cause yeah. learning something is great, but it's the implementation of what we learn that matters. Yep. So and the consistency, uh, right? Yeah. Finding what works for you. And I've tried, and I'm sure you have too. I've tried so many things. Mm -hmm. You will know, again, getting back to yourself, you will know what resonates with you. Yes. Yes, you will. And don't beat yourself up if you do it one yeah. day and don't do it another day. It's, it's a new habit. New habits yeah. take time to form. So yeah. you just have to remind yourself. That's all. Just be aware of it and, and remind yourself when it's time to do it. I know that's the journey I'm on. I'm, I, I no longer beat myself up. I remember the first a business coach that I had years ago, he says, he, I remember him telling me, Irene, you beat yourself up a lot. He said, you beat yourself up too much. Yeah. Just, you know, look at the good that you do and go with that. And I learned that one thing from him. If yeah. I learned a lot of things from him, but especially that one thing is not to beat myself up so much. And yeah. I think as we have more experiences and we grow as well, 
that we learn over time that certain things just don't serve us and it, it won't do any good to do it. And as we're teaching other people, we have to walk the walk. Oh, yeah. We can't just be teaching people to do things yeah. and not do it ourselves. So if it's not authentic, people will know. They'll know yes. in inside. They'll they'll know. And the lessons and the times you have to dust yourself off are just as important. Are you going to stay down in that for a month or a year? Yes. Are you going to go, wow, that was really impactful. This is what I've learned. I'm going to continue to move forward. That's it. That one thing that you just said was enough of a takeaway. So hopefully. I'm sure there were some takeaways from today, but I hope that that one thing that you just said about is is going to be the takeaway as well. So uh, thank you so much for being with us thank today, you. Allison. And I'm I'm looking forward to our next one. We're going to plan another one as well. And yes. I'm just super excited. I love the way that we just had this conversation. I'm grateful for you and our friendship. And mm-hmm. we're so close to each other. And I'm just so grateful for you and for the the things that we talk about and the things that we share and and get yeah. about each other. So thank you for being here. Thank and you. I'm so proud you, to have you part of my tribe. Oh, uh, I feel the same <laughs> way about you. All right, everybody have a great day and we will see you on the next one. Thank you all so much for listening to today to Allison and I. I know we went through different types of topics I hope it helped you. I hope you've had some takeaways. And uh, if you are a loan officer and you're looking for training for your teams, please visit us at loanteamtraining.com. We have three different classes there that might be of interest to you. So enjoy the rest of your week. And I hope it's wonderful. Are you holding off on training your loan partners, your loan assistants, your team members and support staff on how to wow your clients? Are they getting that kind of training from you? You probably plan on training them if you get a few extra hours, but when does that happen realistically? And meanwhile, your team is doing the best they can with the information that they have. But you know, this kind of training really doesn't exist anywhere else. When you do the training, that means you're not as responsive as you want to be with your clients and you're not hitting your closing and income goals as a loan officer. So how much is it costing you to not have a team that's properly trained how to wow clients and referral partners so that they only want to work with you because of the great experience that they're getting? We teach them how to use efficient step-by-step processes and systems that work how to follow up so nothing falls through the cracks and loans close on time and even early, how to build wonderful relationships with clients, how to wow people so they go, man, that was an amazing experience. The members of his or her team are amazing. They're so on it. How to use scripts and dialogues for winning clients, setting expectations and communicating with clients so that you can prevent problems down the road. How to handle difficult clients, how to make clients feel appreciated and valued, and how to handle and overcome objections. It might be time to ask for some help. That's why we're here. Loan Team Training has our next live WOW training coming up. We train your team for you so you can focus on closing loans. Our next WOW training begins August 3rd, 2023. 
Our sessions are from 9 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Pacific Time for Thursday, August 3rd, Friday, August 4th, Thursday, August 10th, and Friday, August 11th. Check it out at LoanTeamTraining.com for our next class and see how many five-star reviews we have from past WOW training participants and their loan officers who sent them at LoanTeamTrainingReviews.com. Remember, it's an interactive virtual training with live trainers, and we train any of your support staff that is communicating with clients and referral partners. Check us out and sign your loan partner or team member up at LoanTeamTraining.com.